So yeah, next year I'm gonna add sound effects yeah. to the uh, soundboard. So we're gonna Ooh. do we're gonna do that one. Ka-chow. For no, sh- not no, shish sh- that right there Whoosh, for a Frightmare certified slap, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, when we don't, excuse me. <laughs> And when we don't like a movie or it's not a a Frightmare certified slap, we'll have. Well, you're doing it. And then, and then we obviously have to have this because we go all the time. So natural, if it would load, fucking do it, bitch. And now you're going to take me back. Here we go. Yeah, we obviously need to put this in there. Oh, my balls. Come on. And then, I don't know why I have this, but what's this? Play. What is that? I don't know why I had that one. Why is a why is a woman sobbing on there? I don't know. Oh no no no! It was supposed to be a woman uh, screaming like ah, but that's not that's that's different. Yeah yeah. Let's get to the stuff. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Mm. So that's what's going to happen next year, and among other things. But I would like to actually have fun sound effects rather than the really cheesy ones, you know? Let's see if I can guess it this time. Oh. <laughs> I don't need you right now. No. No. I thought it was the yellow one. There we go. It's green. Uh, what are we doing? What's going on? <laughs> we're doing the who, podcast who are we doing uh i mean what are we doing whoa <laughs> whoa sexual uh this is episode 160 i'm your host austin proctor and that is your secondary host secondary second in command my my commander in chief or something my vice president there we go gabrielle we are proctor. equal you said so well, you know, if I die, then you take over the podcast. That's just how it works. Yeah, dissolve it immediately. <laughs> oh, boo. The podcast is just going to stop one day and everyone's going to be like, fuck or die, didn't he? That's, what's exactly gonna, that's exactly what's going to happen. Morbid. I don't know. Um, so we're talking about The Strangers today, the original Strangers from 2008, which apparently I've seen, and it's perfect timing too, because I've been seeing stuff online, Dread Central, or someone posted it about how this series or whatever is kind of being rebooted, and they plan to do a trilogy, which, I mean, you can really make infinite amount of home invasion movies. Um, they were so, two-thirds of the way there. I mean, yeah, because they have the Pray at Night, which came out, and I think it came out in 2018. It was about 10 years later. So. Yeah. 2017, 2018. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, I'm down for more of these movies. Uh, I remember we watched the second one one like one time when it first came out. And I, gave, I remember giving it a three. Uh, so I remember liking it, but I remember not liking it nearly as much as this one because the, I, I think the first one is fucking a, a very well done movie. Uh, relies heavily on creep factor and just like very, it's just kind of intense. Like the situation that they're in is just very intense and, and can be overwhelming if you really put yourself in the shoes of these people. So, um, yeah, like I'm down for more of these movies, but you know, they just have to be done right. And you know, I, I don't want them to just be like standard Hollywood bullshit. That's just kind of thrown out there for no reason. Um, I need to go get some DVDs. So you talk about that for two seconds. Uh, what am I supposed to talk about? Like when I saw the original the one or something, I didn't even know about that. How would I talk about that? I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know anything about that. I'm going to change subjects abruptly. You can't even comment on it? I, I don't know anything about it to comment. You didn't tell me about that till just now. You don't have any thoughts and feelings on a possible trilogy coming out about the strangers. Goody. Really? 
Where's your thoughts and feelings that I normally get I out of you? I have them right now. You just told me. I have had no time to think about it. Well, that's, that's what you get. That's unfortunate. Not telling me. I figured you heard about that. You had to physically have those in here to know what they were. No, I just like to look at them when I talk about them. That so. seems like a weird personal thing. Strangers Reboot Trilogy confirmed. Madeline Pichichich to star. Good. Can't wait. All right. Well, whatever. So that's sure what, I love Madeline Pichichich. Sure, sure, sure. So that's what we're talking about today. We're, you know, but before that, of course, we've got other shit to talk about. It's funny, too, because every week I'm worried. I'm like, oh, God, are we going to be able to fill an hour and 15 minutes, even though we used to fill fucking two hours somehow? I don't know how, but we did probably because we were reviewing 17 movies. And then it comes time, and I'm like, why do? We, how do we always have so much shit to talk about? It's been seven days since we did the podcast. Sometimes there's like, sometimes there's like three days in between podcasts, and I, it's like so much shit to talk about. Um, talk about some Scream Factory releases that came out. We're gonna talk about a movie you saw, uh, yeah, yesterday. Yes. This does not seem like yesterday. It seems like two days ago at this point. Yesterday. Um, talk about a movie you saw yesterday uh, with your friends, and a movie I saw yesterday with with, ra- with random strangers. Yeah, with your what? They're your friends. They're your friends too. With our mutual friends. Okay. Thank you. God, that's rude. Uh, and then we're going to talk about a movie that we both saw together. That was mm-hmm. a horror movie in Dolby. And yeah, so first things first, let me just say I completely fucked up my 31 days of horror and put in a, the wrong Dracula. I put in the one from 1954. Uh, the one I was supposed to watch is 1979. So that completely fucked up everything. And I eventually, I inevitably, I just took it out. I just took that movie out. I was like, fuck you. You fuck things up. I replaced it with another movie. So now my days are all off. So everything I said on that Advent Terror is now shifted down a day. And I've added something. I don't even remember what I added. But I added a different movie because there's just there's too many fucking movies that are Dracula. Yeah. I, I thought it was from 54. And I'm just a dumb dumb who can't do things properly. So. And then I got to watch a movie I did not like. Oh, yeah. We could talk about that, too. That's a good one. You uh, liked it. I did not. I know. I'm kidding. I, I added in. I added in Squirm from 1976. So uh, the one that we watched, uh, me, me and you together, it was because uh, like you know my first week of 31 Days of Horror is like all Hammer horror films, and the one we watched together was called Curse of the Werewolf. And I'll let you explain what you didn't like about it because I was in and out of sleeping during it. <laughs> yeah, he fell asleep, which was so good because it was for him to watch, and somehow uh, I'm watching this, going, "Why am I watching?" I this? was fucking just tanked that day. I was like, "I need to sleep." Oh my god. Um, yeah, well, I mostly had a problem with the fact that um, they introduced a female character who gets sexually harassed by her employer, thrown into his jail cells for not talking to her, talking to him. She's mute Yeah. because you wouldn't want her to be able to scream or communicate um, the things that have happened to her because she then gets raped by homeless guy who was supposed to be a werewolf, but apparently that was too much. So they just made him homeless (laughs) and then added in this curse that if you um, give birth on Christmas day, then you'll give birth to a werewolf. And that's how they figured that out. But they basically made her mute. So she couldn't scream when she got raped because as soon as that happened, I'm like, she did not. They made her mute. Yeah. Like they, like the, whoever wrote the story made her character oh, mute. I was like, you, she was mute. Or they didn't make her mute in the movie. What? They did for the movie. Well, yeah, okay. And then um, they made her mute. So that way she couldn't scream. She couldn't protest. Um, she couldn't, you know, report her own crime that happened to her. And literally she just dies. But they still put her on the cover anyway because her boobs were big and that would sell things. You're like... Yikes. I didn't think sex sold back in the 19 whatever's. 
It really, really did, though. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just well, like women. You know, women were that you know was much more modest clothing back then, and showing any sort of skin is like you know it was like whoa. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I mean, I guess that wasn't the thing really in the sixties though. Yeah, it was a uh, grossly offensive to women. Yeah, so uh, that's their review on that one. Not too great. Uh, I think I gave it like a two. And, and then a half. it was really boring after that. <laughs> Well, it's sad because the subsequent Hammer films that I watched were fucking awesome, and I need to show you a couple of them because I watched uh, a movie called Night Creatures or Captain Clegg, and that was awesome. Peter Cushing's fucking a boss in that movie. Um, then I watched Kiss of the Vampire, which you would really like, obviously, vampires. But really, the only thing, I, I gave it half a star less because the ending was kind of weird. Maybe you can fucking, uh, you, you're smart, you know, maybe. <laughs> Yay, good for me. Maybe you can help me identify what the fuck was going on in that. Uh, but then Paranoiac was fucking amazing. Four stars. That's one you would absolutely love as well. And then I watched Evil of Frankenstein, which was uh, three star. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting because, like, they brought Frankenstein back. And they hire a hypnotist to, you know, hypnotize him into like listening or something like that. But then the hypnotist wants to like use him for his own good and makes him go do like things like stealing and shit. It was a pretty cool premise. Just didn't wasn't like ac executed. executed. It wasn't executed like like well, uh, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. I, just, I wish it was a little bit different. But it was still fun. So I need to show you some of those because those were amazing. It, it, it sucks that I kind of ruined Hammer films right off the bat because you're like, well, this is just rapey and, and like... Seems a bit uh, extreme, and I 100% agree with you. Um, but the other ones were not that, that not rapey. I mean, they were you know, like stereotypical and you know hysterical women, you know, getting slapped. I think that happened in a couple of them because that's just what happened, I guess, in that time period. Very weird. Um, and we'll get to hysterical women uh, in this. Actually, she wasn't even hysterical. It was Scott. I mean, Spe there was like one moment where you're like, "Ma'am, this isn't the time." But yeah. other than that, Scott, it was yes, like Scott Speedman was really overdramatizing how she was feeling. I feel like her feelings were very completely uh, warranted yeah. in, in this movie. Um, so yeah, that's what 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 we've been watching this week. I'll kick it over to you. You can talk about what you watched and give you give us your thoughts and feelings, and then I'll talk about mine, and then we'll talk about both of ours. Um, okay, so my movie that I just watched. What did I watch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, um, you, as you know, Hocus Pocus 2 came out. Um, that's streaming on Disney Plus, and uh, we had a little watch party where everyone made themed snack because it was a good time. Um, that was lacking at mine. What the, the lack of themed food? Yeah, well, I was also in a theater. <laughs> yeah, uh, the theme was popcorn. Um, I did not get any popcorn last night, actually. Wow. I got a fucking large, stupid Pepsi because they didn't fucking have Coke products. Get at off that train. You've been talking about it for 24 oh, when hours. When it's my turn to talk, I'm talking about it. Um, okay, so Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> I I think uh, Straw Hat Goofy best described it as corny. Uh, um, okay. Like, there were parts that were very funny and then other parts that were just like, they were trying so hard to be cool or trying so hard to, to showcase the witches that they really kind of lost sight of like the original vibe of the original film. Like it just they, they could have been two completely different um, franchises mm. for how much they felt like they mm -mm -mm. blended. Terrible. Um, and there the musical numbers felt really forced and uncomfortable. Like the comedy was good. Uh, the main characters, you didn't really connect with that much because they were too focused on the Sanderson sisters. Um, I will say we did have a good chuckle because at one point uh, they had the witches looking through windows for somebody 
And um, one of the windows they look through is a window with two gay men watching um, Hocus Pocus, like the original. (laughs) But we were just like, I think it was Will or Brandon went, hey, look, gay people. And we're like, that's your representation. I don't want to hear shit out of you after this. You got two gay people sitting on the couch. They didn't have dialogue, but they were cuddling. So, you know, they're gay. It was just, it was just was it so two silly. guys. Yeah. Maybe they were just really good friends. And they were best you friends. You don't often cuddle with uh, your girlfriends at all? Not really. Oh. No. Um, but do you? No. <laughs> Wait, with your girlfriends? No, definitely not. No. I meant your guy friends. Uh, I'll take, uh, I'll take next uh, subject for 200, Alex. There you go. <laughs> um, but it was just so funny. You're like, is it Disney's way of like, Throwing you breadcrumbs for gay representation is so bizarre. Like, well, you saw them on the screen. What more do you want? You want them to speak afterwards? Like, what is that? I mean, honestly, I was kind of shocked that they even made Soul. I was like, wow, this is great representation because they usually, it's just a bunch of white people in most Pixar movies. They've really been branching out like Moana and Encanto. I'm like, this is good. This we should have more representation of cultures, not just hey, look, there's a like a you know a Mexican person or something like that. Like, great, like why don't we make it about their culture and you know? Or if you're not gonna make, make it, it about their culture, make them, but like add people in who are who are regular everyday people. Stop like at using them as a novelty. Yeah, so I I, I like that they've been kind of showcasing more like cultures. It's it's now if they could good. just do that with the gays, that would be great. Because seriously, it's like oh well um. That character's gay, you know, because he danced with a man at one point. They had no conversation. You just have to assume because it was two men touching, they were gay. Well, you also have to remember when people lost their absolute shit at Finding Dory when there was that scene with a lesbian couple That's in it. That's what I'm saying. And fucking Dory is voiced by a fucking lesbian. Like, she, Ellen DeGeneres is an actual gay woman and... You, don't care. Gay you lady. don't care that she's voicing Dory, but two women on, on screen in a fucking animated movie are there and you lose your mind. Get the fuck over yourself. Oh, my God. Like- <laughs> I mean, to be fair right now, there's also some lady in Texas who I'm not even kidding. Um, apparently, one of my relatives uh, posted this on Facebook to let you know that Hocus Pocus, they say spells in that. That could let open the gates uh, of heel. Yeah. yeah. And my, <laughs> and my the apostrophe. Okay. <laughs> so they're going to open the gates of heel. Yeah. Um, heel, into heel, your home. You'll do what? So this woman not only says this, but then one of my relatives shares this and is like, you have to be wary of these kinds of films. Like it's a children's movie where they go to Walgreens and get upset over ca- like caramel apples. Reel it in. Remind me not to have that person ever watch ter- like Terrifier or something. <laughs> God, if the, if Hocus Pocus can open the gates of heel, and by the way, heel is an H E apostrophe L L, not H E E L, like a, like the heel on your foot. Um, if Hocus Pocus can open the gates of hell, then Terrifier must be just devil incarnate. <laughs> I mean, these are the same people who are worried about um, witches pray or uh, spelling candy before giving it out, like relax, take a breath, have a glass of wine or something. You clearly need calm to down, like, yeah. calm down, Brenda, take a breath. Nobody gives a shit about your kids. Nobody's trying to turn them to the devil or anything. And also no one's fucking handing out candy with, with drugs in them. Is that, a, that is so fucking expensive. You know how much edibles cost? 
Edibles are very pricey. They're not something that's like, oh, let me go get 10 edibles for five bucks or something. Or like, you know, a, a bag 10 of ed- edibles. We're talking a hundred and some dollars. Yeah. If you if you want to go get like a 20 count from like when we went to Portland, we got edibles there. Like 20 count was like like 30 or 40 dollars. No one's fucking handing that shit out for free and then not seeing the kid that's fucking high. Like what? what? That, and also no <laughs> one's giving drugs to your kids. Weirdly yeah. enough, people not not everybody's outdoor people your like children. to do their own drugs because it's they're they're pricey so <laughs> like good christ i, I love parents or check your can i mean check your candy for like maybe razor blades or something i don't know people are twisted but well, not, let's not say not someone fucking, someone somewhere couldn't be putting something in yeah, there but not fucking drugs I, I promise you it's it's not the potheads and and witches don't care about your kids candy the potheads would go to do that and then just fucking get stoned and then forget what they were doing and then just go back to their regular They'd eat the candy <laughs> They'd be, really... like, <laughs> they'd be like, this is the candy for the trick-or-treaters. This is this like edibles for us. And they would just munch on the, all the edibles and get high as shit. They get the munchies, <laughs> eat the candy. You're really making a bold assumption that someone who's that high would not just eat said trick-or-treaters yeah. candy. Yeah. So it's just it's, it's not, it's ridiculous. Just, it's just, but anyway, don't worry about it. Don't worry Hocus about it. Pocus. Oh, is, yeah. That's uh, what we're talking about. Yeah. Hocus Pocus 2, I mean, like, I'm glad I watched it, but um, it, it really just didn't capture the magic of the original, and they, it really, like, Did Doug you, Jones, however, was great in it. Doug Jones, who, Doug, yeah, so, Doug Jones is always, is, a, is one of the people on my national treasure list that yeah, I keep. And, yeah, and he got an expanded role in that, so that was super fun. It was actually really funny to see how they brought his character back, and what that all was. Um, they just overutilized some things that didn't really make sense when you consider the last film. Yeah. I mean, I only seen, I've only seen the first one like one time and it, you know, it's just one of those movies that has such, I think we said this before probably. So sorry if I sound like a broken record, but it's just one of those movies like nightmare before Christmas where the, the following of those movies, people that are into those movies, it is like their personality and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't care if that's your thing, fucking whatever. And I know I can never match people's excitement for certain types of movies because they're just super into them. And I'm like, I can't get into it because of how like not toxic the fandom is, but how like over there, like how crazy obsessed with these movies. Like it's, it is literally some people's personalities and you're like, these are great movies, but like, I just don't, I just can't get into them that much. I don't know. Yeah. I don't um, know. There's just some movies that just aren't for me. Those two are two of the movies. I'm just like, eh, See, like for me, I think I I love watching Hocus Pocus, but I'm not like Hocus Pocus fan. You know, I've got one button up Hocus Pocus shirt and and that's it. That's the extent of my stuff for that. Like it's a movie I enjoy watching. It's fun. I like jokes about it, but I'm not like I need everything Hocus Pocus. But we all know that A Nightmare Before Christmas, that takes a certain personality and those people are upsetting. Yeah, it makes it hard to watch that movie because all you can think about is how weird the fandom can get. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, the fandom's just kind of weird with it. Uh, like, there's nothing better that's ever been created. Like, exactly. Simmer yeah. down, guys. Like, this there is really the, is. This is the best thing that's ever been made. Like, okay, I mean, it might it might be in your world, but in my world, it is just a, like it is a great movie. I respect like what it is. It's just not something that I really particularly am interested in. Yeah, I think for it's like me, The Exorcist. I love. It's great respect for it, but just not really into it. Yeah, I think for me, uh, Hocus Pocus 2 is going to be one of those movies that, like, I'm really not going to put on again. Like, like if we had a kid, for instance, and I needed some Halloween movies to yeah. put on, I'd probably put, like, so, that would probably be one. But Hol- I'm not going to, I'm not going to personally be like, I got to watch Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, other but than, like, like, you know, slashers. We need something kid-friendly then. Okay. Yeah, then, like, they, they, they would be one of those, oh, I, I need a kid-friendly film. Let's put that on. I've got to make dinner and homie wants to watch a movie. Here you go, little bud. 
yeah, turn be- that shit on. Because frankly, it's, it's less scary than Hocus Pocus one. Because I mean, there are some mildly like mild terror in Hocus Pocus that was not an issue in Hocus Pocus too. Mm, you felt genuinely unthreatened by so, the witches. If you rated them, I mean, did you? I mean, I know you rated. Did you rate the second one at least, or what would you? Two and a half, three. Oh, like, wow. it's, it's just, it wasn't like vibing. There were parts we were laughing at, but mostly we were laughing about how weird it was. Like they, there was a massive plug for Walgreens in it and Roombas. <laughs> well, and I've told you this too, or we were talking about it earlier when I was like, if th- these movies that have been made, you know, 20, 30 years ago that, you know, there's a huge cult following to or whatever, like Dumb and Dumber. This is the perfect example. Dumb and Dumber was made in like 1994, 1995 in the heyday of Jim Carrey when he was doing fucking everything. And they did, uh, well, they did two dumb, whatever, like Dumb and Dumber 2, I yeah. think, which was the ones that didn't have them in there. So the prequel. Stupid fucking choice there, first of all. And it was not that great. There was some funny lines in it, but that was about it. But then they did, you know, Dumb... Uh, Dumb and Dumb. Oh, no, no, sorry, no, no. It was Dumb and Dumber-er. That was the one that didn't have um, Jim Carrey in it. And then they did Dumb and Dumber 2, T.O. And it's like, okay, it was it was funny. It's It still felt like the original, but, like, they were just, oh, you know, they had to kind of up themselves from the first one, and they were already chaotic in that one. So they're kind of overacting, and a lot of the jokes didn't land. And, you know, they're not the same exact character they were when they originally did the movie. Like, you know, so it's just like, that's, I feel like that's how this went for you with Hocus Pocus. It's just like... It's just like there's so much time in between and they have these expectations to live up to. And then it's like kind of hard to, you know, make like something that good again, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah. And I think something that Hocus Pocus 2 also suffered from is the fact that if you think about how many people knew that the witches came back 30 years ago, it was three people, a cat and a zombie, um, because everybody else was spelled. So they wouldn't really remember that. So Uh this film spent a lot of time vaguely recalling the previous film without really acknowledging it. Like one character acknowledges that he saw the events of the film. Um, but like the witches barely acknowledge that that happened. And because nobody else really remembers it, there's no upping of the stakes or anything. If anything, the stakes feel lower because their motivations have changed entirely. So it's more like, We've got to stop them, not like, holy crap, I hope they don't eat us. And then they get super meta, and they have Hocus Pocus 1 playing in the movie. So it's and like, people dressed yeah. as characters from Hocus Pocus. So it's like, why are we getting, what is this, like, scream? And people <laughs> dressed as the Sanderson sisters in the film in a Sanderson sister lookalike contest, which is weird, because that implies that somebody saw them to know what their outfits looked like. Yeah. So, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They, it was, it was too. They were trying too hard to try to like remind you how fun Hocus Pocus is. Hey, like remember this movie? That's a direct sequel to the original. Do you remember every part about that? Here's we're gonna everything remi- you yeah, liked. We're gonna remind you. Yeah. Okay. What would you give the original then? Oh, the original, I'd give like a three and a half or something. Like it has that whimsical magic that makes it fun. There's just okay. a little bit of like, there's a little bit of terror to it because, you know. The kids are in actual danger. They know the town's in danger. Like, and and you don't know how they're going to achieve their goals. They actually have to think and craft plans. And it like it it felt it has more of a um, childlike energy to it. And it feels like did this one ju- oh, a, sorry. a story, not like a cash grab. Did this one just feel like it was made for adults that watched it when they were younger? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, yep. I, I got it. Just, the, it didn't have that yeah. whimsical nature. Like it literally started with a pop song, whereas Hocus Pocus 2 started or Hocus Pocus 2 started with a pop song where the original oh, okay. started more with like, um, you know, 
spooky music and stuff. Like they, they, they weren't worried about capturing the whimsy. They were just really wanting you to know that it was a Hocus Pocus movie. Well, you can put this in comparison, which is this is a really skewed like letterbox thing. You've yeah. got, uh, what is that? Threes and fours almost at the same height. And then fives are almost at the same height as the two and like three and a half. It's very weird. Um, so it's got a three five on Letterboxd, the original. And then the sequel, it had a three four the other day. Now it's down, down all the way to a three one. Yeah. So that should speak for itself right there. But I mean, the director uh, has done some good stuff. You know, 27 dresses, step up, the proposal. So she's done some, you know, she's done some good stuff. Yeah, I like 27 Dresses and The Proposal. Yeah, Proposal was hilarious. Ryan Reynolds and um, uh, to the windows. Sandra Bullock. To the wall. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, anything else on that one? Uh, <clears throat> no. Okay. So that's Hocus Pocus 2, streaming on Disney+. Plus. Um, I did not see something that was streaming, although plenty of stuff has come out. Uh, let me just plug those real quick. Uh, Deadstream is a found footage movie uh, that just released on Netflix. Or, whoa, hello, Shudder. Sorry. Whichever. Uh, I believe it's either a Shutter original or a Shutter exclusive. One of those two, I think. And that looks like a lot of fun. 87 minutes. Uh, that came out ye- the 6th, I believe. So you've got Deadstream. You've got Hellraiser, which dropped today. Dave, uh, not da- yeah, David Bruckner's Hellraiser, which has a 3-3, by the way. That's fantastic because the original has a 3-5. So that means... This obviously, I mean, I know I'm going to like this one more. So that's really good to see Hellraiser almost having the same amount as the original because that, you know, people fucking adore that movie. So for it to almost be up there with it, that says really good things because that means the people that like the old one like this one. And I really didn't like the old one. This has been said, this has been said multiple times. So I am stoked to see this. So we're going to try to watch that this weekend. But what I watched was a movie that came to theaters in a limited release and it was Terrifier 2. Um, I saw it with a uh, shout out to Rick Stazinski and Don. Um, he is one of my buddies that uh, has thir- he runs 13X Studios. He makes custom Jason masks. He's been on the podcast before. We had a whole chat with 13X Studios. A lot of a lot of fun. He's a great guy, but he's actually has a small little role in that movie. He plays selfie guy where he comes out of the crowd in this club and says, yo, girl, let me get a selfie. And takes a selfie, and then he thinks he says, like, fuck yeah, girl, or something like that. So he's in there for about, like, you know, like 10 or 15 seconds. But him and a whole bunch of people, of you know, a whole, whole bunch of his friends. I mean, Haunt Scene was there. Shout out to Johnny Bronto. Um, you know, a whole, a whole bunch of my spooky friends were there. And it was a lot of fun. Um, my Okay, so, like, I'm obviously going to be, like, critical here. And it's not that, okay, let me just say this for, the, like, starting out. It's not that I did not like this movie. I l- absolutely loved the movie. Like, it was fantastic. It is just about on par with the original for me, except for the fact that two and a half hours is just too fucking long for a slasher movie. It's just, at least in my opinion, two and a half hours. We're talking that is that is longer than Hereditary at 202. It is just as long as Midsommar. And then, you know, the director's cut of Midsommar is three hours, it's two and a half hours for a movie that is literally about a killer clown. is It's just too long. I mean, OK, it is is essentially the same, you know, about a killer clown. But there's That's a big ass book. But that yeah, yeah, number one, it is a huge book. Number two, there's a lot of source material. And number three, it's, you know, Stephen King. So it's just and that's not that's not a slasher movie. You know, it is much more psychological and creepy and relies on very like thrilling, tense moments and shit. But when you already have an established character like Art the Clown who you know, it's just out for blood and gory fucking kills. We don't really need to spend a lot of time on plot and dialogue, which there was a very hefty amount of both. Like 
they really got into these characters and fleshed them out, which is great. And it's not like I didn't mind the character arcs, but it's just like, for me, that's not necessary. Slashers need to be no more than an hour and 45 minutes, ideally 90 minutes or less. Like 86 minutes was the original runtime for Terrifier. Fucking perfect. There's like two minutes of intro and then they just get into it. They, you know, he finds the girls in the street and chases the girls down all night and killing them. Um, and then one of the, you know, um, survivors is one of the, you know, you don't see her being the final girl, but she's the final girl and it's perfect. You're in and out. It's very gory. Um, I love the kind of like not gorilla style filmmaking, but it's just like, it's very gritty. You know what I mean? Like it just look, it looks like an indie film and, and that's not a bad thing. Like I love it, but this one at two and a half hours, it's, it's, it's just too long. And not that I was even bored with anything or that it, I, that I felt that it dragged. It's just like. It's two and a half hours. It's just too long for me. Um, and like I said, when you're focusing more on plot and character development in a slasher, that's kind of when I just like, I don't, I don't we, we're, we're all here to see art rip people in half. That's what we want. And David Howard Thornton did an amazing job, uh, you know, following up his role from the first one. The kills were utter insanity. Like, I cannot wait for you to see this. I don't think, to me, I don't really think there, there's one that almost, I think almost matches the saw in half, but I don't think anything's ever going to top being literally sawed in half from your lady parts to your, you know, face. That's one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. And even you were like, I think this is the, I think this is going to be a one-time watch for me. Well, yeah, because when I saw it, <laughs> I had seen that clip before. So I already knew what it was, but I didn't know what it was. And Heather and Will were watching yeah. that movie. I walked in and said, "Hey, isn't this, isn't this that movie?" And they're like, <laughs> "And and they're like, what movie?" And then that starts happening. I was like, "Yep, there it is. This is that movie." Yeah. And um, that's the only time I've watched that. So well, then I think you watched it with me. But yeah, there's one. There's one kill. Uh, I'm not gonna give it away, obviously. But it is like. I was impressed with how fucking real this shit looks. I mean, they had a I think their GoFundMe or Kickstarter or whatever got. They wanted like I think a fifty or a hundred thousand dollars. They ended up getting like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So they, you know, they wanted to they use that money, and you know, they made a long movie. It was exactly the way Damien wanted it to be. Damien Leone, the director, um, you know, there was nothing cut out. He's like, this is the film I set out to do, and this is the this is what I want to put out, and I'm kind of surprised that somehow it went to theaters like no, it's not rated it's unrated it's fucking gory as shit um so like i said at the end of the day it's a solid movie obviously i'm gonna watch it again because i have some questions about certain things that i, I need again i need your fucking genius help with because i'm wondering the motivation for art because he seems to attack this family oops wow he seems to attack this family but like the mother and daughter or the mother and son are at home and the daughter is out at a party yet. He somehow manages to get to both of them. You know what I mean? It's like, what about that? Why were you specifically after this family? Was it just kind of random luck? Like, I don't understand the motivation because the motivation, the first one, very straightforward. He just sees the girl in the streets and decides to chase them down and kill them. You know, simple motivation. This, I didn't really get it, but the continuity from the ending of the first one and the beginning of this one is like, oh my God, I was so, you like, you know, when like, you watch movies and like in a series and they just pick right up. Yeah. That's exactly what this one did. And it was so satisfying to see the continuity with the eye at the end. Cause his eye is all fucked up at the end of the first one that was there. And then he's attacking the guy at the end of them. It's just, it was so perfectly fluid. So at the end of the day, I, I did enjoy it. And I did like it. I want to rewatch it with you because I obviously need your thoughts and, and feelings. But I just wish it was shorter, like at least 45 minutes shorter. It's just yeah. it's just too long. 
and like I said, it's not me saying the movie is bad in any way. It's just I don't know. It's just a bit. It's just a bit too long for me. But um, I don't know if they're going to do any more showtimes of that. Uh, I think no. It- what I read online was that they're doing kind of a film because I looked it up to see if it would be streaming anywhere. Um, supposedly the director uh, wanted to do something like a um, on the road tour, oh. where so they're going to do um, theater stops, and then after that is when it should be streaming. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, I saw a thing that someone posted today. I think I think it was Dread Central or Bloody Disgusting that. In one night of all, you know, because the it started opening small and then it just got such a following that people like were requesting it. And it just started. They went to like 800 theaters nationwide and made four hundred thousand dollars in one night. That's for an indie fucking movie that only cost about two fifty. They pretty much doubled their money on that. So like that is very impressive that and I love the support of the horror community because like everyone that went to see that went to see that they weren't just like oh let me see what's happening i mean i guarantee very few people were like oh i wonder what's at the movies Ooh, what's this let's go see that it was probably it was most of them were like our whole entire theater was dedicated like everyone was wearing an art shirt almost like i say 50 percent of the people had a terrifier shirt on or something it was awesome so yeah hopefully they'll do more if they do more then you know it'll come to streaming but definitely a solid film i'm gonna obviously recommend it it's it's a lot of fun um just be prepared going into that it is it is a lot Mm. very gory um i guess we should talk about this one really quickly i mean it's not really much to talk about it's it's kind of a brisk film so it's, yeah it's kind of a brisk film but we saw smile last weekend fucking i don't know oh i thought you meant the main movie i sorry i didn't realize you meant smile no uh yeah smile we saw smile in theaters over the weekend i believe and it just absolutely floored all three of us me you and spencer walked out of that movie just like that's going to stick with me. And also that was one of like one of the best horror movies this year. Yeah. I was, am so surprised. It was unexpected. That's what I'd seen a lot of people say. It was, it was unexpected. Um, you kind of thought based on the trailer, you were going to get generic horror movie, which is fine. Yeah. I really thought um, that like, just and just the scary. way they approached it and the more it started to um, evolve into something different was really unexpected. And honest to God, you could not have pulled that ending out of like you you just could not have seen that ending coming no and i'm not like saying you don't know how it's gonna end but i'm saying like the what they did at the ending was so out of left field for that type of movie that we were all like what the hell oh yeah because they give you a huge like they give you a fake out essentially yeah i won't say anything more about it but yeah they do really give you a good fake out and uh yeah, complete, complete tonal shift because you're like, oh, this is going to be this is thumbs up. This is kind of what I leaned over to you and said, this is exactly what's going to happen. And then it did. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, but then you're just like, oh, I was not ready this for that. This was not how that <laughs> was not, would go down. I was not prepared for any of that. Um, and I will say just a warning deals heavily with suicide yeah, um, and, and, trauma. And, and self-harm and trauma. So like if that's triggering for you, like. This film deals very heavy, heavily with that, and in no way is it positive. So yeah. just be really prepared for that, because like I could see this being really rough on someone who had no idea that that's what was going on. Someone actually asked in one of the horror groups, they were like, I've been seeing that this deals with kind of trauma and stuff like that, and people who are you know like depressed maybe shouldn't watch it. And I commented, I was like, 100%. I was like, if you are not good mentally right now, or you kind of have, um, you know, like moods or whatever, like if you're dealing with any sort of like, trauma and shit it's like please i was like yes please please do not go see this yeah. because like you really need to be in the like a good headspace going into this yeah it deals heavily in trauma and depression yeah. and, and very strong feelings of hopelessness so yes. 
It's not like a. It's not a th- light movie. It's, it's a like, fucking heavy movie. You can watch horror movies when you're in a certain headspace, but like they don't relate to you. This is one yeah. that if you were not doing well mentally, this or just Avoid. not a great headspace, this would not be helpful. Yeah, and it's actually it was interesting too because they. So they had such a good message for trauma going and like the way the ending was happening. I was like, this is such a good like fucking undertone of like trauma and dealing with it. And then they kind of undo that uh, a little bit, which I knocked it for. I knocked so did it. I. Yeah, because I was like this. I was like, this is literally I a perfect movie. I had no issues with it until, um, you know, they kind of undid the, you know, trauma stuff. And I was like, if you just didn't. If you just ended the movie at this point, it would have been a perfect, flawless movie. And I'm kind of mad, but I'm also I'm I'm glad but because to be fair, that would have been too easy. And so. it, yeah, it would have been too easy. And that was a ballsy ending. Like that was a ballsy as shit. And it so please go see that. We saw it in Dolby. Highly recommended if it's in Dolby in your area. That was very intense because there's it is very jump scary, which is fine if it's done right. This is an example of a movie that did jump scares perfectly. So yeah. fucking spooky. Um, so go see that. Definitely go see that. Let's get on to this movie, though, because we're, we're like, like I said, somehow we're filling up so much time. Yes, but fortunately, um, The Strangers doesn't have a bunch of things. There's a lot of standing and staring around. No, so. you're right. Yeah. Which so there's not going to be a lot to talk about anyways. But yeah. Um, what else is coming out Oh, next weekend? That's Halloween ends. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. We're going to watch. Uh, we're going to start checking out Chucky and the oh, new yeah. Flanagan show. Midnight Club. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to start checking out those this weekend. Chucky season two just came out on the 5th, uh, and I've got season one behind me. Actually, let me just grab that while I'm here. Yeah, because we're like, you know yeah, what? Since season right two is out, we should really watch it before we start seeing spoilers, just like we have to watch She-Hulk tonight before yeah. we get any more spoilers because it came out yesterday and people cannot stop themselves. No, no they can't. Um, I know that. I don't know if you want to join me uh, on this, but I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to watch Halloween Kills before it ends because... One, I already watched the first, you know, I watched Halloween 2018. Two, I really want to give this one another chance and see if it does anything better for me. I, I, I'm i really resistant to doing this. I, I'm surprised I even fucking bought it. Um, So I want to do that before. So if you want to join me, fine. And I'm going to, I'll report back on that. Uh, What? My phone buzzed in my back pocket and oh. scared me. Uh, and then real quick, speaking of Halloween, I did just get this in the mail today from Scream Factory. It is the Halloween 4K collection, 1995 to 2002, which includes Curse of Halloween, H2O, and Halloween Resurrection uh, in hard cases, just like Halloween 1 through 5 that came out last year. Um, it really sucks that you had to buy this in a set because I probably wouldn't have bought six or eight because those are literally my two least favorite Halloweens. Um, and this one also comes in a fucking box too when the first five didn't come in a box. So now I have to not use this because it's going to look stupid on the shelf. So it, fucking just going to sell this, I guess. But um, excited to check these out in the 4K. Just really wish they did Atmos, but whatever. Halloween ends is next week, so I'm getting excited for that. Hopefully it is just... All I'm asking for is just better than... Or kills. That's it. Even if it's a fucking half star better, I don't care. Just give me a good ending Halloween movie, you know? Yeah. Jamie Lee also said she was down to do more. And I'm like, you said this was your last one. You have to stop saying these things. Well, they probably keep showing up with dump trucks full of cash at her house. And like, so one more, maybe four more. So, yeah. Anyways, let's get on to this movie. It is The Strangers, as the title of this episode is called. Uh, from 2008. I can't believe this movie is 14 years old at this point already. Released on May 30th of that year in the USA, uh, rated R for mild sex and nudity, severe violence and gore, which I don't really think it's that severe. 
uh, moderate profanity, mild alcohol, drugs, and smoking, and severe and intense scenes. This has a runtime, which is a lie. Um, it says one hour, 26 minutes. Now, the theatrical cut, I believe I checked, and it was like 125 and change, so that's accurate. But the back of the um, Scream Factory Blu-ray that I have says 91 minutes for the unrated cut, but when I put it, the disc in, it was like 127.9, and I'm like, how the f that's four extra minutes you're cutting off. So I got excited because I was like, ooh, six extra minutes of movie, but apparently it was only two. Uh, I don't know which one I've seen before. I, I assume theatrical, but I couldn't tell I've you. I've seen them both because I, uh, yeah. I had the unrated DVD. I can tell you that I know the extra scene that was in there, so I'm assuming I've only seen the uh, regular one, but I like that they I like the little added scene that they have in there. Uh, listed as a horror mystery thriller directed by Brian Bertino. He only has four directing credits. Uh, he also did The Monster, uh, A24 movie, and The Dark and the Wicked, which is a movie that came out last year, I believe, or the year before, which is a, one of my favorites of the year. I believe that was like a four, four and a half for me. Um, also written by Brian Bertino, six writing credits, same movies he directed, The Monster, Dark and the Wicked, and then he also wrote Strangers Pray at Night, which is the sequel to this movie. Uh, composed by Tom and Andy, all one word, uh, very weird, and, and lowercase. It's like uh, Yasin Bey, like... All lowercase, no, no capitals. Hmm. It's weird. Um, 79 composer credits also did uh, P2, which is a movie we've done on the podcast and, and really love. Resident Evil Afterlife, 47 Meters Down, and Haunt. So he's well, they are, he or them or whatever, they are well versed in the uh, horror community. Uh, cinematography by Peter Sova, 42 cinematographer credits, also did Sergeant Bilko. Sergeant Bilko? <laughs> yeah, and Push from 2009, so wildly different movies, and especially throwing this one into the mix. Those are three different genres. You have Push, which is like a sci-fi fantasy, right? Yeah. And then you have Sergeant Bilko, which is a straight comedy, and then you have this, which is a horror movie. You know, movie, when like, I think cinematography like... genius, I think <laughs> Sergeant Bilko. Oh, Sergeant Bilko's great. You, you showed me that one recently. Such a weird yeah. movie. It's so funny. I threw in the editor on this only because I recognize the name, and which is very... I really only know one editor, like, and that's Kevin Grudert, because he's a god. He's uh, got 20 uh, editing credits, also did Saw 1 through 5 and Jigsaw. He directed Saw 6 and 7, and he's actually credited right now to be directing Saw 10. So they're keeping it in the family, which makes me very happy because Kevin Grudert is fucking awesome. I love his editing style. Um, he's just a very, very well done. I can, I can almost immediately tell when a movie is edited by Kevin Gruder, just because he has a very noticeable style, uh, st uh starring Scott Speedman as James Hoyt, 45 acting credits was also an underworld as Michael and the monster directed by, um, Brian as well, uh, as Roy, we've got Liv Tyler as Kristen McKay, 39 acting credits, which when I read that, I was very surprised. I was like, wow, only 39? I thought she'd she been in... She projects. I, yeah, of course she does. And she's probably made fucking buku bucks from Lord of the Rings. So, I mean, like, probably could have retired after that. Uh, probably not. Women have a serious pay disparity, but, you know. Oh, well, okay. Um, so, she was, you know, she's uh, Lord of the Rings is Arwen. Uh, the Incredible Hulk is Betty Ross. Uh, we've got Glenn Howerton as Mike, who is most notably Dennis Reynolds, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And he's in about four seconds of this movie. Um, we've got Gemma Ward as Dollface. Um, the only thing I could find that she was in was Great Gatsby as Languid Girl. And then Kip Weeks as the Man in the Mask. Nothing notable he was in. And then Laura Margolis as Pinup Girl. Again, really nothing notable that she was in either. Um, budget of $9 million. Worldwide box office gross of $82.4 which is what you would call a hit. Yeah. Uh, this movie was filmed in Timminsville and Florence, South Carolina. You can watch it currently on Amazon Prime for a $3.99 rental or a $4.99 purchase. So when I ever see that, if I'm going to rent a movie and that's the difference and buying it, I'm going to buy it. Uh, I have it on Blu-ray, though, and you can also get the Blu-ray off Amazon for $10. Uh, movies that came out around the same time. 
We've got Iron Man, Speed Racer, Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, Indiana Jones, and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Kung Fu Panda, The Happening, The Incredible Hulk, and Wally. Just a smattering of wildly bad and good movies. <laughs> I mean, like Prince Prince Caspian, eh? Crystal Skull, eh? Kung Fu Panda, fuck yeah! Happening, no, no, no. Incredible Hulk, eh? <laughs> like it's such a like it's it's so skewed. It's yeah, very it weird. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of good good titles in there as well. Uh, specific horror moments. What did you have? Oh boy! I mean, there are so many. Well, yeah, but if you could pick like one or two, I've I got think two. I think it's the same one that you were gonna pick with the. Uh, um, I think it's honestly the smoke detector. Uh, after she knocks it down and she's kind of been wandering around and someone's banging on the door and then mm. it's like on the chair that she had used to get it down when it was on the floor before because you're just that's yeah, when you don't... that's when she realizes that someone's been in the house well yeah and you don't see anybody do it so you're experiencing it with her yeah which is always a fun tactic to do in filming when you when the audience doesn't know everything uh but then they do then then they have moments like mine which is the guy standing behind her when the first time you see the man in the mask in the house behind Liv Tyler she has no idea that he's there and it's just very fucking spooky because you don't see anybody break in. And I think that's why I like this movie so much. A lot of people I've read uh, reviews on find it kind of boring. And the fact that it's just people standing around in masks. But like if you actually put yourself in that scenario of a home invasion where you're being toyed with and not just killed, that's fucking horrifying. Someone just literally messing with you and scaring the ever loving shit out of you in an isolated house in the middle of nowhere. That is horrifying. So for me, it really works on the tension. And that scene when he just walks in, it's just like. Just my whole bot, like, just I'm like puckered up, like that's all I can do. And yeah. then um, the other one I really enjoyed was when the, uh, I think it was Pinup Girl, or no, when Dollface, when Glenn comes, you know, Glenn Howerton comes into the house, and then she just emerges from the pitch black like forest line. It's just like ooh, yeah. like they're always watching you in this movie. Uh, favorite kill, probably the same one as me. I mean, it's <laughs> there's the, only like three the, <laughs> or it's two. The biggest one. Yeah, uh, that would be shotgun to the face. So fucking upsetting every time. Every time I think I know when it's going to happen, it always happens before. I'm so stressed as yeah. soon as I know it's coming. Yeah, it happens like it happens just either right before or right after. I'm like, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's very stressful. Not a fan of it. Um, favorite character. Did you have a favorite character? No. Oh. There's not really not like anyone I'm, I'm super like. Uh, you know, committed to then that one. I'm just going to pick Glenn because it's Dennis. He's barely in it, but yeah. He's my favorite character. It's Dennis. It's like, hey, it's that guy from Sunny Philadelphia. Because just like you said, it's literally just like they just threw Dennis Reynolds in here, you know? It's just so like, we're oh. so used to seeing him. Like, I'm wondering what his ulterior motive is. <laughs> even I'm the though... golden god. <laughs> He's just like, even though tools? that's not, not his character. I need my no tools. Tools? What are those? Dennis. <laughs> He did bring a tool. It just didn't help him. It did not help him. Uh, least favorite character. It's probably same for us. Uh, Scott Speedman. Yeah. Fucking just. Yeah. No. He's he was, like he's like victim shaming or what? What am I trying to say? What is what is he doing? He's to her? gaslighting. That's her. what it is. Yeah. The whole uh, the whole time she's literally like there calling him and being like, I need help. And he's like, You're I don't <laughs> see anybody great people move around like just because they're not standing directly in front of you like he no no matter what that poor woman says like what she's experienced he's like well i didn't experience it so it must not be real if like, i didn't see it it could not be true because you're not a man like jesus reel like, it reel it and in he's like telling her to calm down the only time she really gets super hysterical is once 
And then she is the appropriate amount of scared the rest of the film. Yeah, it's not like she's just being actually like just crazy and hysterical. She's like, um, people are here and it like, fuck, what are we doing? I'm like, terrified. I'm horrified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Lee's favorite character, definitely Scott Speedman, gaslighting son of a bitch. Uh, let's see here. Um, didn't have a favorite line, but I did replace that with a favorite just moment that wasn't specifically horror. And that's when he just yeets the chair at the door. Fucking hilarious. Don't know what the plan was there. Not sure of his intentions, but he did sure fucking throw the ever loving shit out of that chair right at the door. Um, with the, the small hole in it. With the small hole in it. Yeah. I, I told you, I was like, maybe he was hoping for a leg to pop through and just bash the guy in the nose. I don't fucking know. Um, IMDb summary is a young couple staying in an isolated vacation home are terrorized by three unknown assailants. Short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into this review here. And then uh, I've got notes, so I'll just I'll raise my hand when I have something to interject with so I don't cut you off. Okay. And then I'm going to say, where are your shoes about seven times? Okay. Uh, so what noise are you making? Oh, sorry. I was cracking my knuckles. Sorry. Um, sorry. Now I have to crack my knuckles. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. You fuck. Now I'm thinking about it. It's, I have to do it. It's like yawning. It's contagious. Must Must crack fingers. Okay, so we start out with it, it kind of starts with a 911 call and um, a narration about how much, um, what was it, 1.4 million violent crimes happen? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. That was well, remember, I, t- I sorry, I forgot about that. It just says uh, what you're about to see is inspired by true events. According to the FBI, there are an estimated 1.4 million crimes in America each year. And what it, what's the fact that you looked up? Oh, I was trying to look that up because I was like, that number seems wild. And then like in 2021, it was like 700,000. Like, so did crime just go down or what happened? <laughs> What's going on here? This is, I feel like this is inaccurate. Because uh, I feel like crime has to have gone up at this point. Um, <laughs> Probably. But yeah, so it starts with that and a 911 call and screaming and um, what? No, no, so, no, I'm, I'm not you. I'm just, I'm okay. sorry. I'm looking at something on my phone. So then it cuts to um, Scott Speedman, Liv Tyler in a car, and she's crying, and um, they're at this house, and it's very awkward. Like, he seems very upset. She's crying. Um, And you're not really sure what's going on, but, like, they're dressed up like they've been at a really nice party or something. And then they um, go inside the house where there are rose petals everywhere and candles and champagne. So you're kind of getting the feeling that something was supposed to be happening. That's not happening. And, um, so she excuses herself, uh, to go take a bath and then weirdly enough, put the same dress back on, but whatever. Um, sometimes your clothes aren't dirty, man, but you just feel gross. So you got to take a shower. I think she said that she liked to, she wanted to wear it longer cause it made her feel pretty. I thought she was talking about the ring. Uh, is that, Cause that's why I said that's a weird thing to make you feel pretty, but was it the dress? I don't know. Yeah. Cause she didn't put the ring on till later. Say yes to the dress. So, um, yeah, she takes a bath, then it kind of flashes over to where we see that he had proposed to her earlier in the evening, and she said no because she wasn't ready. Perfect time for a bum 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 bum. That's sad. Um. So, yeah, it. He's clearly very upset. He's calling his friend Glenn. Um. What? Well, his name's not Glenn. Uh, close enough it is. <laughs> his real life name is Glenn. His name is Mike. Yeah, well, I haven't called any of them by their name at this point. Fine, we're going to go with Speed. We're going to go with Tug Speedman, Liv, t- Liv and then uh, Glenn. 
Scott Speedman? No, Tugger. Tugger nuts. Wow. Like anyway, like so uh, he calls his buddy Glenn, and uh, Glenn uh, leaves him a voicemail like, "Hey, can you come pick me up here?" Like, because they're at a house that's just kind of in the middle of nowhere. They're like, "Hey, can you just come pick me up in the morning when you get up?" Um, things didn't go as planned or whatever, and I just want to get out of here. So she. He helps himself to an entire tub of uh, bluebell ice cream. Oh my god, that was so funny! <laughs> just the whole tub, the whole gallon or whatever they use to yeah. measure the court, and just like fucking drowning my sorrows one scoop at a time. Yeah, so he does that. <laughs> she comes out, sits down, and they kind of talk. Um, and she's trying to explain herself, like because she obviously cares, she just wasn't ready. Um, which we talked about how I feel like you should have kind of put out feelers to see if someone's ready before you propose, not just assume they're ready. Because if someone's been through something traumatic or something, which of course we don't know in this film, they might not be ready. Well, and also, but like, you know, if you're asking and see it from my side, if you're asking, then you obviously are getting the vibes. You know what I mean? I mean, in most situations, I would assume, I'm sure sometimes people do it as like a last ditch effort. But in most cases, if you're, if you're proposing, then you are getting the feeling that they are into it. But yes, you should, I agree. You should, you know, kind of try to test it out, but put it, put it out there. Uh, just kind of float out some feelers on that one just to see how it goes. You're not wrong, but, but you know, yeah. So, yeah. So she's clearly, um, sad and he is upset. So he puts a record on and, um, she comes over to, um, comfort him and then comforting turns into let's do it now. And, um, as you do. Yeah. So uh, they're going to do it. And um, as they're about to, someone uh, bangs on the door. So they go and answer it because it's odd. It's the middle of the night. Like it's 4 a.m. Yeah, like cop knock too. like fucking goose goose. Like, wow. OK. Yeah. Uh, so what's cool, though, is because it's so late, this really only takes place in a matter of a few hours. Um, but so, yeah, some someone's at the door and the porch lights are out suspicious suspicious um so he scott tries to turn him on it doesn't work uh the girl asks if tamra is there and they're like no we don't know who that is and um, weirdo at four in the morning at my doorstep yeah so she leaves and they're like that was odd he um builds a fire for uh live tyler and he's like i gotta run out i'll be back i don't even remember why the hell he ran out and that's when um you know, I looked at you and said, bold move, leaving your, well, I said wife, but, you know, didn't, Clearly get, you're not didn't say. Uh, and then that's when I laughed and said, that's probably why he left her, because she said no. Uh, but, yeah, it was like, bold move to leave her there alone when you just had a weird encounter with someone at the door. That you, you both should have just, that is the moment when you go, hey, the car is working. We're leaving. Honestly, <laughs> what should have been a red flag is not someone showing up at your house at random in the middle of nowhere, because, like shit happens yeah but... but showing up and then you the only way you can get the porch lights back on is screwing the bulb back in and then the fact that she says okay see you later i mean i know that's an expression that people yeah. say but no you yeah, like this, you know what this all adds up to wrong in this situation you should say okay thanks bye not see you later that implies okay mm, yeah I, I don't really i don't know i don't want to see you later stranger yeah so um he's like i'm gonna run out i'll be back she kind of sets a um sets up a song for herself on the record player and she uh Liv decides to try on the ring and um 
Should I just call them by their names? I it doesn't. I mean, doesn't. Doesn't. No. Um, just, just say living, living tuggernauts. It's whatever. Yeah. So she tries on the ring and is kind of meandering around the house, and then like people start banging on the door. It's real weird. Uh, they won't stop banging on the door. Cop knocking. It's very rude. Yeah, like it, it's aggressive. So she's kind of uncomfortable about it. She goes to get her uh, phone to plug it in, but it's dead. So she's getting freaked out. She plugs it in and she goes and changes into different clothes. Um, because running around in a dress would be silly. However, running around barefoot, not silly. Wear your shoes. Literally, at the one point, movie. this man says, put on your shoes. She never does that. You're in danger, and you're just going to not put shoes on? You've got Liv Tyler not putting on shoes and the strangers. You've got the one chick from Jurassic World in fucking high heels running, sprinting through the like the forest. What is with women in shoes in movies? I don't get it. It's because <laughs> of... Uh, the pay, uh, women are sexier in heels, so they just put them in heels no matter how impractical pair, it is. Well, and it's, I think, I think, I don't even think, I think there was a character choice on behalf of the chick playing that. I think she said she wanted to do I don't think she was made to do that. I think she just did it, which is like fucking impressive to be able to sprint at full, full run. I think they were going to have her kick off the shoes and she was like, nah, nah I can yeah, do it. That, yeah, that, yeah. You can. I, I've run in heels. I've seen you do it in the movie it, and it's always impressive. It's probably my favorite part about that movie. The me, fact, me running in heels? No, the fact that she could do that. Bryce. Yeah. Bryce, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I almost said Dice Browless. That's, That's not it. That's not it. Uh, so. <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, she's starting to get freaked out. She, uh, Liv uses the, goes off and um, uses the house phone, I believe. Well, she tries to use oh, the yeah. cell phone, but it's dead. So she plugs it in and then, then uh, picks up the house Oh, yeah. Phone. I think she like goes to um, do something else, like goes to get a drink or something. But then the uh, the fire. Sorry, there's a couple things that happen really close <laughs> to, to each other. So the order's a little blurry. Nothing happens, but I can't remember the order. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens. Uh, Real quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. She notices that there's smoke coming in because the smoke detector starts going off. Um, and she, uh, there's smoke coming in through the top of the chimney. Like it shouldn't be coming in. Like someone closed it, like closed the top of the chimney. If you don't know inside a chimney, there's a little thing that opens and closes to let air out. Um, so that's been closed. So she goes over there to open it and tries to get the smoke detector. She not, she pulls a chair over to it, knocks it off the ceiling and, um, she was like, that's super weird. And then people won't stop banging on stuff again rude yeah uh she calls um scott's character and is like i need you to come back like there i think there are people outside there's some weird shit happening yeah there is uh she gets herself a knife she goes to um get a glass of water which is where we see that the people are clearly already in the house and um you know they don't really like she doesn't notice they're there, but they're definitely already in there. Um, and they're freaking her out. And she, so like, they're still banging. So she gets, yeah, she gets the knife. And then um, she goes to the front door where they're banging on the door. And that's when she notices the smoke detector sitting on the chair that she had, uh, where, when it used to be on the floor. So she like hauls ass into the back bedroom, um, is hiding and with a knife, like, freaking out trying to turn off the uh light in the room cuts her hand open doing that i 
still not entirely sure how she did that. That was the craziest light turning off I've ever seen. Um, and that is when Scott, Captain Unhelpful, shows up. And uh, honestly, I think minus the gun, she would have fared better herself. Probably um, because uh, but there was a funny thing that I thought in my head, like uh, when they were all banging at the door and it was like she was going through it by herself. All I kept thinking was just her blurting out, my boyfriend will be here any second and he's going to be pissed when he finds out. He's big and he plays football and he'll kick the shit out of you. (laughs) (laughs) I just kept thinking of Drew Barrymore from Scream. I'm just like, why can't she just say this right now? Right? Uh, yeah, but then the, when when Scott Speedman comes in, that's actually a really good fake out because you're obviously thinking it's going to be the killer, but then he walks around. It's just it's just a, such a simple uh, thing to do, but it was just it's just very effective. Yeah, what's crazy though is she's clearly terrified. She's got a knife in her hand. She sliced her other hand open. Um, yeah, you think you think I'm making this shit up just for shits and gigs, bro? And uh, so she's like saying there are people out here. I like I saw them through the curtains, like. And I think they're inside the they've been in the house because like I've seen like stuff moved around like there's someone here and he's like, I didn't see anybody. Well, damn, I guess because you didn't see them. They must not be real. Yeah. And he's pretty much just downplaying everything she's saying like there. I don't see anybody in the house like they go to look through the house together. Don't see anything. So he's like, there's no one in here. Yeah, because he, he literally is like, we checked the house. There's no one here. Like, they couldn't possibly have been in and out through a fucking door. I was like, have you not heard of doors? <laughs> Sir, do you not know that doors exist and you can exit and enter houses this way? No way they've been in and out already. They, they're not here now. Yeah. They're not here. <laughs> so it's kind of crap. He kind of just blows her off because uh, she oh, even goes to get God. her phone when she's getting terrorized. And someone's cut the power cord. But when she plugged that in, like off on its own exposed i was like dude if this was happening to me and my phone was dying first off that almost never happens yeah second of all for me um, it happens daily. i would be charging that in a room with a door that i could secure myself inside of and not leave my phone as far away from me and as exposed as possible you get it thrown in the fire when you do that and i think it's hilarious that they did that with her phone because it's not they could have easily just taken that and they, she could have been like where was it they're like no no no. we want you to see that it's broken we're gonna put it in the fire so we can you know you can what? see it smoldering like that's also fucking... she left it charging next to the fire so i know that would have been the most convenient thing to do is just pop it, it was, into the fire it was just funny that they didn't just take it and they were like we want you to see that we burned your phone yeah it is so, not gonna work anymore um <laughs> but yeah so they like he's like okay well my phone's in the car so i'll go get it and she's like seriously they're outside like you can't leave you're like well apparently they're also inside so i'm not sure why either one of those <laughs> options is better am i fucking speaking spanish over here what do you not understand scott speedman god damn it so he goes out um where he sees that his car's tires have been slashed the the like windows, the windows have all yeah. been smashed and completely he's fucked. just like i still don't see anybody so like Yep, that just happened magically to your car while you were gone. He goes to look for his phone, can't find his phone. One of the people casually brushes his neck. It's super weird. Um, And then just, and then is like, what's that fairly fast guy? Uh, Michael, what? Phelps? No, that's a swimmer. Usain Bolt. That that fucking chick in the mask is just like Usain Bolt, just boom, gone. Because she turns around and she's fucking nowhere to be seen. And then ends up like a hundred yards down the road. I'm like... How fast are you running away from this? Because he spins around immediately and you're like, where did you run to? Yeah. Quick as fuck. So what's I think is fucked up, though, is like she's 
obviously an appropriate amount of terrified. As we've said, she is scared. She is like, don't do anything stupid. He's like, no, I'm a man. I will be doing everything. I have an impulse to do. My masculinity is so fragile. And uh, so he does this and he literally does not believe her that anyone has been in this house until he sees his own phone with the battery gone sitting on the piano. Then he believes they've been in the house. Finally. Then he decides to get the gun. Uh, He finds his parents' gun. He's like going to look for bullets with her. And he's like, you need to put shoes on. And she's like, nah, fuck that. (laughs) Um, Where are your shoes, Liv Tyler? Where are they? So um, he's like looking around for uh, the bullets and everything for this shotgun. And... uh, She's like saying, he's like, I don't really know how to put this together. And I've never shot this. She goes, you said you used to go hunting with your dad. And he's like, yeah, no, I just said that. And you're like, you know, you went at first. You're like, I feel kind of bad for Scott. He's so hurt. And you're like, well, first off, you don't believe a damn thing she says. And second off, apparently you're just making up weird lies. Hunting is not something you need to feel compelled to lie. Again, his masculinity is extremely fragile. It's paper thin. Yeah, and um, it was like, uh, now I kind of feel bad for her because you're mad at her, but apparently you're full of shit. Yeah, I wrote down, uh, you know, Scott's uh, Tugger lied about using a gun, but can literally justify gaslighting Liv Tyler the entire time and telling her she's hysterical. Class act guy right there. Solid. Yeah. 10 out of 10 guy would recommend to friends. So, um, Jesus. Get your head out of your ass, Tugger nuts. Yeah, they, uh, they have a point where the, um, Guy, the one guy in the mask starts like hatchet or like axing through the door. They push a piano in that. And that's the only time Liv screams like a crazy person like, ma'am. I think I would, too. Nat- that's a natural reaction. Yeah. Um, and then they fire a gun at him, which weirdly enough makes them uh, take a step back. Um, like, Whoa, I didn't know this was that serious. Didn't see the gun in the house. Let me just back off. Yeah. So Liv and Scott decide they are going to... Uh, hold themselves up in a place like getting somewhere that they can secure themselves with no extra doors or windows. Um, and then just have a door in front of them. So that way, you know, they, they have protection. They, they have their gun. They have all, they have a shit ton of ammunition. Great spot to be in. Very smart move. Unfortunately, this is when Glenn decides to be a good friend and show up at the, uh, in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. Um, and what was beautiful, though, is when they feel as Glenn, you think it, um, the guy with the, the only guy and the three killers, um, he is casually sneaking up on Glenn because the second Glenn gets there, someone smashes out his windshield and he's like, what the fuck? So he gets his, uh, I think it's like a tire iron uh, or something like that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Object. Uh, or like a crowbar, yeah, something like that. Object to bludgeon somebody with. Yeah, which, again, smart move. Uh, so he um, goes into the house to go looking for them. He kind of sees everything's going on, like the place is a wreck. He's like, what the hell's happening here? Um, so you see the guy in the mask sneaking up behind him with an axe. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's upped his game from a butcher knife to a fucking huge axe. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, by this time, you've forgotten that uh, Liv and Scott are hanging out in front of or uh, behind some stuff with a gun pointed at the doorway. At the door, yeah. Which is when they blow Glenn's face right off his body. Yeah. Which was really unfortunate for Glenn, but. Poor Glenn. 
an amazing kill because they give you just enough time to kind of forget that. that, that yeah, that they really happened. do. They they hundred percent do. Not long, not long, but just but long just enough. enough time because then you get yeah because you 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 get focused on Glenn and you're like okay what's gonna happen with him and then the, and then they set it up for him to be killed by man you know man and mask and that doesn't happen. Yeah, at that point they are. Um, Scott breaks all sense of logic. They decide to leave their safe point because they're sad they killed their friend. Uh, and then he decides he's going to run out to the shed by himself to get the CB radio and leave lives again by herself. Again, you're like, why would you, you already know they've been in the house. Why would you separate? Uh, Liv has the good sense after a while though, to realize that she should really just not be sitting out in the open by herself runs to find Scott who has completely disappeared off the face of the earth. And that's where we're going to leave it. Yeah. I, I find it really just ballsy of him to leave her twice. Two yeah, times. Like, After, stop handling shit by yourself. Take her with you. I mean, good God. It's you're, it's better for you to be in a pair than for you to be alone against three fucking people in masks. Again, you also have a gun. They have a hand gun. weapons. They could have exited the home when they could see the entrance was clear and just start walking because if any of them approach you, you shoot them with the gun. I know. It's funny because like it's like it sounds like we're complaining about this movie, but it's really just fun. It, it, it's not that we don't like this movie. I mean, I, I love this movie. No, no, I do. Yeah, we love it. But it is just, you know, you, you got to you got to make fun of horror movies like this when they. They have so many opportunities to just get the... F and it's really... It's kind of interesting that the people still wanted to try and break in after they know that there's a shotgun involved. That is, like, the definition of balls. Like, you almost got blasted away by a 12-gauge or whatever that is, and you're like, nah, we can we can still get them. Damn. That's yeah. a pretty... That's I'm just saying. I would have... That would have been my... If I was them, I'd have been like, you know what? Mm, this is too much for me. But yeah, uh, there's just so many times when they could have left or, you know, could have made better decisions. And it's just funny that they didn't. Uh, doesn't make me like the movie any less. It's just it's just fun to point those things out. Um, but yeah, stop, why, like, don't just don't don't leave your girl alone. I know she said no to you, but damn, man, you don't got to be that. You know, I'm going to be that harsh about it. Sheesh. Sheesh, man. Uh, anything else you have to say about it? Nope. No. Nope. You sure. Yep. OK. Um, let's get down to there's no mid or post credit scene. I know this because I fast forwarded through the 10 fucking minutes of credits that there apparently are. It Like the movie ended and I, I paused it. I'm like 117 out of 127. Christ, why is there 10? There's four people in this movie. Why is there so much credits? Uh, so that was really weird that there's so much. So there's none of that in there. Um, Taglines. We've got lock the door. Pretend you're safe. Not that great. We tell ourselves there's nothing to fear, but sometimes we're wrong. Also not great. The best one because you were home because that's what they say. Uh, trivia, we've got actually a lot of fun trivia on this. Uh, the film was shot entirely with handheld cameras or steady cams. Every shot has some sort of camera movement, and it did get a little kind of... I, I read this before I watched the movie like I typically do when I make these uh, write-up sheets, so I did notice that, and it does. you can kind of notice it throughout, and you're like, okay, it does get kind of a little overdone, but again, it doesn't take anything away from me, but I did I did notice a lot. According to the director, Brian Bertino, this film was partially based on an incident he experienced as a child. One evening, a stranger came to his door, asked for someone who was not there, and left. Later, Bertino found out that the other homes in this neighborhood had had been broken into that night. So, inspired inspired by literal life events that, that happened. Um, not to him, but, you know, someone else. During filming, in order to get an actual reaction from Liv Tyler, a director, Brian Bertino, would tell her where to expect a loud bang from, but would have the loud noise come from a completely different direction. Very smart filmmaking. Film was shot in chronological order, which makes sense because it is literally at one location the entire, or, you know, 
two locations the entire movie. Uh, many theaters across the United States were sent faulty reels of the movie containing sound problems, which which made for a few minutes to several scenes uh, of the movie filled with nothing but static. Most audience did not realize this as uh, the sound is the problem since the dark overtone and loud background music in some scenes made the static seem like part of the movie. Uh, filmmakers tried to design the house as one that, quote, your brother could have lived in that you could have grown up in, end quote, in order to make the audience feel more attached to the film. I agree with that. The house did look very inviting, uh, despite, you know, there being a lot of killers in there. Uh, the movie was not shot in an, in an actual house. The interior was built on a soundstage. Typical Hollywood shit. Uh, let's see. The blonde doll face that first makes an appearance asking if Tamara is home. Gemma Ward, who plays this character, also filmed Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Tides as Tamara, which is kind of funny. Uh, Liv Tyler, which I did not realize this. Uh, I don't know why. It's just something I never put together. Liv Tyler's father is Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler. Literally had no idea until I saw a picture of them side by side after I read this. And I was like, they have the same like mouth and jaw. Weird. Uh, before making a big with Aerosmith, a teenage, uh, a teenage Steven Tyler was in another band, which was originally called The Strangers. Funny enough. Fun facts right here. And last but not least, the scene where the man in the mask hacks away at the door is a reference to The Shining, 1980, where Jack hacks a bathroom door to get to Wendy. So nice call out to The Shining, one of my greatest movies ever made. Goofs, uh, after Kristen injured her ankles, she limps in the house, then walks perfectly fine, and then immediately after, limps again. James wraps his necktie around Kristen's injured hand, and the next scene, he's wearing the tie, and the scene after that, he's not wearing the tie at all. And then the ice cream on the table, uh, which I did notice is hilarious, changes from vanilla to strawberry throughout the movie. Rated 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb and 3.0 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I feel like that is a very low rating on Letterboxd. Um, I don't know. I think I think 3. I mean, it's still a solid rating, but I honestly expected it to have like at least a 3, 3, 3, 4. But um, that's it seems weird that it's low. But I think I read a lot of reviews, and I think the consensus I, or the consensus I got is that people just kind of found it boring because people just standing around in masks isn't that scary. But I, I understand that relies more on tension and yeah. and like atmosphere than actual scares. But there's also a few good jump scares in this too. Yeah. Especially with the fucking shotgun. That is a very like, whoa, that is not as a gnarly scene. Um, did you rate this? If you would rate it, what would you give it? Like a three, five. I'm I'm st- I'm stuck somewhere between a three, five and a four. I haven't, I haven't rated it yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards a four. Uh, but I think, I feel like I have to knock it just because of how much, He's just, I mean, maybe that's part of the character though. So it's like, you know, I don't know. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know if the gaslighting is like a period of the time, you know, or a product of the time, or if it was like written into the story for him to just completely dismiss her feelings. You know, I'm not sure. No, I think it was written in to make it so he makes stupid decisions, but that's also supposed to be his character's personality. Yeah, that's true. So um, I'm, yeah, that's where I'm stuck. Um, definitely need to rewatch the sequel because I remember not liking it that much. Uh, I definitely like this one more, so we're going to try to watch that soon, but we got to go watch She-Hulk now. So yeah, yes, indeed. Um, check us out on Facebook at Frightmares and Instagram and slash your app Frightmares podcast, Twitter at Frightmares underscore pod. Stay spooky at outlook.com is our email. I am Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd. You are Watson LMP 90. Watson LMP90. Um, so yeah, this was uh first episode of Slash Tober. Forgot to say that at the beginning. Me and Spencer will be back doing a 90s slasher movie, which I'm very excited to rewatch in 4K because I just got that uh that uh, scan from Shout Factory. So that's your hint for next week. It is a recent Shout Factory slasher that's been released uh, on 4K. Super duper excited for that. And then, of course, we still have two more episodes of Slash Tober. And then we're like almost getting to the end of year four, man. 
Yeah. It is crazy. A lot of fun stuff planned for next year. Can't wait. Um, until next week, guys, stay tuned and stay spooky. Thank you.